Hi, and welcome to Create, Automate, and Scale Podcast. Tune in to this inspirational, straight-to-the-point, relatable content for entrepreneurs to help you mastermind the everyday hassle, give you business tips, networking opportunities, shameless money talks, and scaling secrets. Created to support you, to support coaches and course creators just like you, to help you take action, stop trading dollars for hours, and explode your business. It's time to hit that six-figure and beyond. Let's go. Welcome to this sizzling new episode of our podcast, Create, Automate, and Scale. Hi, I'm Sophie Riley, and I'm your host. Today, we're thrilled to introduce you to the one and only Ashley, an award-winning actor turned brand strategist and designer who's all about living on the edge. From spontaneous adventures to challenging the status quo, Ashley does not hold back. But when it comes to problem solving, she takes things to the next level with an obsessive, don't fuck with cats, level of investigative skills. And it paid off. She spent the last five years building her successful design studio, Queen Creative, where entrepreneurs can match their expertise with a powerfully built brand they can confidently promote. But Ashley's not just a boss. She's also been recognized by multiple thought leaders in our industry, such as Sarah Mashey and Kirsten Martin. And did we mention she's married to an entrepreneur? Let's talk about power couple goals. So buckle up and get ready to dive into the mind of this fierce, fearless leader as we explore what it takes to build a successful brand in today's world. Let's get spicy. Welcome, Ashley. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks for having me. I loved that. That was very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited to dive in to branding with a designer, right? We talked about this a little bit earlier. I cannot match two colors to save my life, let alone <laughs> brands that are supposed to look appealing. So I'm really excited to talk about branding and what does that mean for us as entrepreneur and for our business? Yeah. Gosh, where do I start? There's so much there. Uh, first off, I would say, hey, don't worry about the colors part. That's why we're here. And while I wouldn't say that the branding process is necessarily rocket science. I'm not one of those people who's like a total snob and going to say, no, only we can do it. Only you can take yourself through the branding process, but you kind of have to know where to start, have a strong foundation, which is where I say it's always easier to have someone to guide you through that because you just can't see the, you can't see the label from inside of the bottle. Absolutely. <laughs> While you could go through things like horses and different exercises and things like that to bring yourself through it. Absolutely. And do it successfully. Of course, it might take you longer. You'll have lots of questions along the way. So again, that's oh my I'm gosh. Doing. Yes. So let's <laughs> talk about the beginning. What are the, some of the pieces of the foundation of a brand that we need to include or start thinking about? Sure. I feel like everyone, have you seen that graphic before? There are different types of graphics for branding. And I feel like people like roll their eyes at it because they're like, what does this mean? You know what I mean? There's like a mountain or like an iceberg. 
And like at the top, it's like visual brand, right? And everything underneath is like all of the strategy that it takes to get to that visual brand. I feel like we can use this graphic and use it in like hundreds and hundreds of ways for so many things, just entrepreneur, mom, biz, everything, everything. It is so true. We really only see the tip, which to me is probably colors and fonts, right? Or those are probably the first thing we think of while the strategy behind it is all hidden under. Exactly. And the, that part that's showing above, that's like definitely exciting. It's something, it's tangible. Like you can see it, right? But everything like underneath that is really important. And when I began this journey, like I I had seen that a few times probably and I just didn't really know what it meant. And like thinking and hearing the word strategy made me break out into cold sweats. I was like, what is that? It feels so like nebulous and ooh. And and so I was like, anyway, I'm just going to stick to this design part because this is so great. And like, I love how pretty everything looks and began my journey just with the design part and quickly found out through a year, thanks to Sarah Massey, someone you mentioned before, thanks to a year of, I think, gosh, I think I had, ooh, I think I had 35 clients and 62 intensives, which is like a lot. Uh, That's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I wouldn't suggest it. I, in that short period of time, like I had the chance to see, to learn firsthand the hard way why strategy is so important and why you just, you can't start at just the tip of the iceberg because you won't, you might end up with something really pretty, but the substance underneath it, like it's going to be shallow as harsh as that might sound like without the strategy underneath it, it's going to be shallow. You're not going to really know why you're using certain things. And that's where we get into like clients just changing a color just because, or, oh, let me mess with that design in Canva or like something. It just it's shallow. You don't know why it's there. You don't know why you're doing it. So things just change all the time. There's no consistency. That makes um, sense. When yeah. I first, I ignored branding aside, so like picking colors and changing them every time I felt like it almost like I changed <laughs> outfit, I changed my colors. It was terrible. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so guilty. So guilty of this. I got bored. Different season, different colors. So it's almost like a mood thing. But what I realized, my first clue that I had to dive into branding more on the strategy level is that my entire company was welcoming clients that were not aligned with me, with my values. They were not my ideal client. And we both have those. I see you shaking your head. (laughs) We both have those. And it took me a few months. And I was like, okay, I need to change my marketing. I need to change this. And then I was like, okay, I need to change all of my values in my business. And it took me a few months. I'm not going to lie to even realize that this was all my branding. Like hmm. months. A, yep. a lot of months. <laughs> no, it's really fine. And that's much quicker than a lot of people. Like, honestly, I think that level of awareness through that time is great. I always try to tell people like before you pay a lot of money to switch out all of these like external things, 
again, eye roll moment, but it's really true. Like you're probably going to want to look within underneath everything to see what's going on there. Like in your case, if you're not attracting the right fit clients, what about the things like within your strategy, which you might not even refer to it as that, but what decisions are you making? What, you know, the things underneath that we have to consider that touch like every part of your business operations, right? Marketing, sales, like everything, right? All of that. We have to look at how you're positioning yourself. And in that case, like, it's so funny. A lot of people want to quote unquote, look expensive or be really like high level and look sophisticated and all this stuff, right? But if you want to do that and maybe you get some templates or whatever that make you look just like that, but then you are marketing to a beginner phase, like beginner in their business audience, there's a disconnect, right? Or Absolutely. Right. Or if you're the opposite and you're like, I don't care about branding. Everything can look like shit. Who cares? I'm going to do this messy and it doesn't matter. They just want me in the content, right? Quality content. Cool. But then if you're going for a higher level person, they're going to have different expectations, right? So like your positioning matters and that will actually naturally flow into audience, like your target, or as one of my mentors, my, my strategy mentors, Melinda Livesey says super fan, right? That's going to overflow into who you're trying to attract. And then lastly, your messaging, right? So they're all interconnected. They're like all different, but they're connected. Um, And so if one of those things is out of alignment, you are probably going to be attracting the wrong people or not attracting anyone at all or putting out a ton of content, but it's the wrong content. So there's a lot going on there. That's so true. (laughs) One of the questions I ask a lot of the people that are within my platform, purchases my courses, I ask at one point and I said, what type of personality do you feel I have mainly into my business? And they named a few. And I will say that 90% just labeled me as like the business bestie. Like you're just everybody's best friend and you're just going to help everybody no matter what. Hey, partly true, but I love helping people who love to help themselves. So if you help themselves and you're working hard, I am there for you a hundred percent. If you just think that this is going to be easy and so we're just going to do the work for you if you ask a question, because you can tell when people are not doing the work and are, I'm going to use using, okay? So they're taking advantage of you in the work. You can tell the people Mm -hmm. that are working really hard. I will help you if you're helping themselves. And I know every time if you're working on your business or by the questions you're asking or if you're not. So this was one of my biggest disconnect with my business. Sophie's just going to fix my problems. Ah, yep. And those are two very different people. (laughs) Completely, completely. Which is, this is when the light bulb went on. I was like, shirt balls. I have to change my branding and my marketing. The whole message is wrong. I have to onboard people differently. But after that, like if I was to look at my business before and after, I'm going to be honest, I still haven't picked my colors, but I fixed the rest. (laughs) Okay, we are laughing. Like I got these glasses and because I'm so good with colors, I went to pick my curtains. Now my curtains match my glasses. I don't know that this is how you're supposed to match colors. (laughs) So this is my design abilities. 
But that's okay. That's a great segue though, into something that I talk to my clients about and I'm going to be like building into more of my content and everything, but your preferences, right? You have preferences as a human being. Of course you do. You uh, clearly, you love yellow. Like uh, your glasses are yellow. They're beautiful and makes you look all alive and full of sunshine. Right. And, and then you were like, Oh, I love this. So I'm going to also get my curtains in a matching color or pattern or whatever. Right. And so that's fine. That's totally fine. But I feel like you want to leave the preferences to like your personal stuff. Right. That's not to say that you won't love your brand. Usually with the people that I work with, like they love their brands. Right. When we build out the new visual strategy or whether we're rebranding or whatever, but keep it to the personal stuff. And when you're doing your branding work, the reason why I started making the strategy required in my design work is because you will come out with a completely different visual strategy than if you just say, ah, my favorite shirt is yellow. And so I definitely want that to be my primary color. Like we're acting like colors don't have meaning and significance. And they're not everything. They tie into a lot. But once you have that strategy down and, you know, you have a good understanding as a client of what your business is all about, you're going to make different decisions because ultimately your business is not for you. If it is, it's a hobby, right? It's it's okay that it's for you, but really you have an audience. You're trying to reach out to people who maybe are very similar to you, but still it's not you. And so once you do that work of connecting with your audience and stuff, you're just going to make different decisions that are not based, or at least not really, I don't think you would want them to be based on just you and your own preferences. That is such an amazing way to put the branding. I've never heard that before. The branding is not for you. It's for your business, for your clients. I love that. I'm slightly obsessed. Now, talking about design, now I'm assuming once you put all of this effort and you understand the why behind the colors, I that for me completely makes sense. Now I understand why the colors are there. I understand why the fonts are there. I understand why I'm using certain pictures and certain content. Now, I work with a lot of tech and a lot of funnels, and there's also psychology with the button and taking action. And often I will work with someone, I'll say, hey, Sophie, my funnel is not converting. What could I change? And I immediately will go look at the button and say, listen, the light color or the light blue, or it doesn't really pop off your page. Can we pick a color in the yellow, green, pink, or red or something that pops? And they refuse. It's not in the brand colors. So can we touch on it a little bit? Ah, that is so interesting. Okay. So I thought about that and I had a Quick thought. I totally get them. These are not my brand colors. I don't want to. But so something that you can do, depending on what's in the, like if there's a banner photo or if it's like another color and maybe for many different reasons, just accessibility reasons, right? They're like not contrasting enough or it's just like you said, it's just not popping. What you can do is take your brand colors and you can basically go lighter or darker. And there's a great website for that. It basically takes it takes white out of it 
right? It, or it adds more black or it takes black out of it so that you can get brighter or darker. There's a website called zero to 255.com. Great resource. <laughs> yeah, you can check that out. And it just starts with your color. And then it shows you the lighter versions and it shows you the darker versions. Um, and you can do that and play around with it on the background to see what pops better. So technically, they're really not choosing a different color. It's just the lighter version of it or the darker one. And that's actually something that we do. Like with if you have a palette that you establish as the brand colors, you show sometimes I do this a lot. You just show the lighter colors and you show the darker colors and you can basically scale up by like 20 percent or go down to 40 percent of the saturation. Like it's awesome. That's exciting. And then that's more colors, more choices, and you're able to play around, stay within the brand, but find one of these options that pops a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because obviously for practical reasons, like you really do need to see the buttons. Sometimes you have to either find that happy medium between function and form, or just say, let's lead with the functionality of this, and then we'll figure out how to make it pretty. And with things like buttons, like I'm actually, I'm pretty obsessive about buttons as well. And like, I just had a client who was like, I love the way the white looks on this background, but I don't know on some of the monitors, like I can't see it that well. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. So what we want to do is I just took the darker color in the palette and made that the button text so that there was more contrast there and voila, right? We changed it. So you can do a lot of things to, to support accessibility, to support just like for anyone being able to see it so that they can actually follow your call to action and, and make it look great. Awesome. Now I have one last question for you. What is the biggest mistake that you've seen people do when they start their branding? We touched on this before, so I'll give you a second one. That first one is just being like, colors, fonts, you really want to start with that deeper work, the things that people cannot see. I would say the other mistake after that, though, I think this is not for everyone because I I started with DIYing, like it's really not that bad. And it, But for those people that are going into the next level of their businesses, like they have something that is established that they've proven is good. They're selling it. They're getting to the next level. They want to go to the next level. And they're like, but I'm still going to DIY it. And that starts to show, right? Because sometimes you have a good eye, but there are actual design principles that like make those websites and like designs that you love, like logos and everything like that make them good. And if you don't know them, you're going to be making mistakes that definitely look amateur. This has to do with like spacing and layout and just things that you don't know. So I would say once you're getting to that certain level, you're growing and you're still just adamant about DIY, it's going to show. I think that's a mistake. Like you don't have to get the most expensive strategy work and identity and web design, but I feel like you you do need to give that to someone else who is an expert in that area. I love that. That is such a great advice. Now I'm going to put Ashley's details below. 
and some free gifts for you. So make sure that you go and grab all of the goodies. It's almost like a goodie bag. It's really exciting. I want to say thank you so much, Ashley, for this amazing conversation. I am honored to have you on the show today. Thanks for tuning in to the Create, Automate, and Scale podcast. We hope you found today's episode to be inspirational, informative, and straight to the point. Our goal is to provide you with relatable content that helps you mastermind the everyday hassle, grow your business, and achieve your goals. As an entrepreneur, we know how tough it is that it can be to navigate the world of business, which is why we're here to support you with valuable tips, networking opportunities, shameless money talk, and scaling secrets. We're dedicated to helping coaches and course creators take action, stop trading dollars for hours, and explode their business to hit that six-figure and beyond. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with the latest episode and feel free to leave a review or reach out to us with any feedback or questions that you may have. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Create, Automate, and Scale.